Hey bestie, welcome back to the 20-something teenage girl podcast, the podcast where we talk about spirituality, self-development, and being in your 20s. Hi, I'm your host, Marin, and today's episode I am very excited about because we are talking about confidence, and I wouldn't say that I am a professional in this area. However, I will say that a girl has gone from having zero self-esteem, zero confidence, to having a good amount Uh, In this video slash podcast, if you are interested in watching the video version, I will have the YouTube link down below. I'm going to do my best to post my podcast on my YouTube channel from now on as well, because I just like having the option. It kind of feels like we're on a little FaceTime date, kind of cute, kind of fun. Anyways, in this episode, I'm going to talk about my personal struggles with self-esteem, and then I'm going to talk about the ways in which I was able to overcome those struggles and then just some daily rituals, tips, and advice on how you can also develop your confidence. So without further ado, let's just jump right in. So as a youngin, as a baby girl, I was very obnoxious. I was very annoying. You could ask anyone who knew me as a child and they would probably agree with that statement. And that was because I am a Leo, obvi. Number two, I was a theater kid. And from a very young age, my parents were very supportive of that. They saw that I loved to sing, dance, um, play instruments. I was just so in love with the arts in general. I also loved to read. I loved, like, I could never paint or draw, but I had a deep appreciation, appreciation, a deep appreciation. Jeez. I had a deep appreciation. I'm done saying that word. I liked those things. Anyways, so eventually when I kind of hit like middle school, I was going through puberty. Uh, it's, it's the awkward phase for many of us. And I was victim to that as well. Qu- quick take. Why do the teenagers and the tweenagers like skip that phase nowadays? I've been like m- meeting some tweens recently and they seem to have their shit together a lot more than I ever did at that age. And to those girls, I give you some applause because Oh my God, was it so painful to go through the awkward stage that I went through in middle school. Anyways, I hit puberty. I got some tiggled bitties at a very young age. It made me incredibly insecure. I was sexualized by many of the adults and children around me. And that caused me to just want to cover up my body. I would only wear like leggings, baggy jeans, sweatpants, and like baggy hoodies and baggy t-shirts. You could not catch me really showing any skin at any point in time from like age 12 to like age 16. I was so insecure about my body. I started to become very insecure about my personality. I was often ridiculed and made fun of. Sometimes it was reasonable because I will say a lot of the times I was very obnoxious and it was warranted, but a lot of the times it wasn't like it's not ever okay I believe to ridicule someone for something that they're passionate about one of my worst pet peeves is people who shut other people down when they start going on tangents about things they enjoy if you are someone who does that you are the world's biggest asshole Uh, but anyways I started losing passion for my passions and I stopped 
going to my acting classes. I stopped learning how to play the piano and I stopped going to theater and I decided instead of doing the spring musical my freshman year of high school that I would do the spring semester swim team season uh, because I just wanted to be accepted so badly. I think I moved around a lot as a kid and I just always wanted friends. I was a very lonely child so I was truly willing to do anything and everything just for people to like me, just for people to not have anything to say about me. And what's funny is even with the baggy sweatshirts and the not talking ever in class and going to swim team, I was still ridiculed. So I kind of wish that I could go back in time and just tell myself like, babe, people are going to roast you no matter what you do. You might as well do what you want to do. But again, I am kind of grateful that I had to go through all that shit because I don't think that I would have the sense of self and sense of confidence that I do have today. Anyways, my senior year of high school is when things really took a turn for the worst. I, of course, was being constantly fed images online of like very, very tiny skinny women and my body has never looked like that I've always been like very naturally curvy and I also didn't have any friends that looked like me so I had no context for my body being something that was desirable I also got all of my validation at this time from boys and from other people my age. And I noticed that the boys my age weren't really interested in me, but they were really interested in my friends who were a lot skinnier than me. I got to this point in time where I realized that there was just... I'm not trying to sound dramatic here, but it's true. I realized I, I could not carry on living the way that I was living. I knew that I had to make a massive change. So I made the decision to make that change because it was either make a change or be a loser for the rest of your life. <laughs> I'm not saying you're a loser, but I certainly was at this time period. I had no self-love. I had no self-confidence. I had no sense of self. So what I decided to start doing was throw myself into spirituality. I had always been sort of interested in it. I grew up in a very evangelical religion um, that I left when I was 18, and I felt very lost without having a spiritual belief system. So I decided to start investigating different kinds of spiritual beliefs. And I found the Highest Self podcast, which is a wonderful spiritual podcast. If you are interested in learning more about spirituality, I always recommend that one. Um, and I also just started listening to self-development podcasts. One of these podcasts that I found was the Psychology of Your 20s. And that one really helped me. And once I started listening to these podcasts, they were recommending me books. So I started grabbing books on like nutrition, fitness, um, spirituality, confidence, and just a few books that I'm going to name that I think everyone should read. All About Love by Bell Hooks. This book is all about love and I think everyone needs to read it. It redefined my definition of love as well as the way that I looked at self-love and love 
and platonic love as well as romantic love. So that book is amazing. The second book I'm going to recommend to you is Set Boundaries, Find Peace. I'm forgetting the author, but I'll write all these books in the description so you can go there if you want to uh, pick those up. The third book that I found was The Idiot's Guide to Ayurveda. This introduced me to Ayurvedic nutrition and has allowed me to help rebalance my hormones and really just fuel my body in the best way possible. I also would recommend A Witch's Guide to Self-Care. I'm also forgetting the author. This kind of, it's basically this book of a bunch of different self-care practices. She has like recipes for like baths and food and tea as well as like spells and like specific crystals and herbs that you can work with that aid in self-love and self-confidence it's basically the book of self-care when you hear people say oh do self-care and you don't know what to do go get that book and just flip through and do one of the things that she tells you to do because they're honestly all amazing and a blast to do final no the next book that i would recommend is in the flow and this one paired with the idiot's guide to ayurveda really changed the way that i view nutrition if you don't already know about cycle syncing i will be doing an entire podcast episode on it very soon but it's uh, it's basically the idea of exercising and eating with your cycle if you are a person who menstruates or who follows a moon cycle and the final book that i would recommend is honoring the self and again i'm forgetting the author i'm so sorry about that uh, but that book is basically like the golden book on self-esteem and just helped me in ways that I will never be able to communicate. So if you are looking for some podcasts, for some books to start your confidence journey, definitely go check those out. Again, they will be in the links down below. So now I'm going to get into the rituals and tools that I have for you for developing your confidence. And first, we're going to start with step one, which is descension. So a lot of the times when we begin our confidence journey, our self-love journey, it is a very spiritual journey. And whether or not you actually are also diving into spirituality, I think that when we we start this journey, a lot of us just expect ascension. Like you jump into spirituality and you immediately pick up like a meet your spirit guide, meet your highest self meditation. Um, you want to learn how to like astral project and all that stuff. And I get it. Like that's fucking cool. Like I want to do that shit too. But the thing that so many people gloss over is that you absolutely cannot ascend before you descend. And what I mean by that is you cannot ascend to your highest self, your best version of yourself without first descending into the deepest, darkest parts of yourself. And this is also known as like a shadow self. So yes, Miam, we're about to talk about some inner child healing and shadow work. Again, I do want to do an entire episode dedicated to healing your inner child and doing shadow work because those are very broad topics and there's so many different resources and rituals and practices that I could give you on those, but we're not going to get into that for the sake of time today. Um, 
But one of my favorite quotes when I am talking about descending, when I'm talking about like getting to know yourself better is the more you get to know somebody, the better you can love them. And the same thing goes for yourself. So the more you get to know yourself, the better you understand yourself, the more that you can actually love yourself. I think a lot of people are just like, oh, just like accept yourself and then you'll love yourself. Absolutely not. It takes a lot of work and that work is very exhausting. And you're going to see as I start going down my very long list that I have in front of me. So the ways in which we can kind of begin to start getting to know ourselves is by exploring our inner child, by exploring the shadow self, exploring the traumas and the experiences that we have had in our lives that shape the way that we view the world. If you didn't already know, Everything that you've ever been through contributes to your worldview. The same thing goes for other people. Everything that they have gone through contributes to their worldview. And this is exactly why you have so many different perceptions out there. This is why you oftentimes probably find yourself in social situations where you meet someone and you're like, there is no way that person thinks like that. But yes, babe, there is. And that's because their life has looked opposite from yours. We are truly all living in different realities. And I didn't understand this for a long time because I was like, what the, what the fuck? What, what do you mean? We're all, what do you mean? I can talk to you. We're in the same reality. That doesn't make any sense. And the best way that I could possibly describe this, and this is for my therapist, is she said, Marin, you have to think about it like everyone is in like their own literal like plexiglass containers. Like there is glass separating your worldview from someone else's. And I think that the best way to describe this is by using like a celebrity example. So let's look at Taylor Swift or the Kardashians. These are extremely rich and famous people. Their everyday life looks very different from mine. Therefore, you could argue their reality is very different from mine. It, it literally is. Our day-to-day lives are so different that there may as well be a glass up in between my life and the Kardashians' life or my life and Taylor Swift's life. They have had life experiences that are very different from mine that change the way that they look at things, similarly to how every single one of us has a different worldview depending on the things that we have gone through. And this is exactly why it is very imperative that you never internalize other people's perceptions of you, especially if these perceptions are coming from people that you wouldn't take advice from. If you have people who you genuinely look up to, who you want to be more like giving you specific criticisms, that is when we can actually maybe validate them again you have to take everything with a grain of salt. I think that the best way to determine whether or not a criticism about you is valid is if it is a repeated criticism. So unfortunately, diving into shadow work, into inner child work, brings up the worst in us, the worst traits, the worst actions that we have committed and forces you to look at them. It forces you to look at why you may have made that choice and it forces you to feel to be honest, a lot of guilt and shame about hurting other people if those actions did harm other people. And oftentimes we do. 
we are human. I have done and said so many things that I wish that I could take back, but I absolutely cannot. I have always been someone that's really taken every single criticism to heart. But when I heard this little piece of advice that don't take the criticism seriously unless you hear them repeatedly from different people, there were definitely some criticisms that I held to be true for myself. Um, and when I evaluated them and I asked myself, okay, where do these criticism about where do these criticisms actually stem from? Did somebody tell me this or is this just like manifesting from something I've seen on the internet or, or something like that? What I started to realize is that most of the criticisms um, had maybe been said to me one time and very, very few of the critiques that I had for myself stemmed from critiques that I had received multiple times. If... People are telling you over and over again, and it's different people, um, a certain thing about you isn't wonderful. The first thing that you need to do is not be offended by that because there is a difference between constructive criticism and unhelpful criticism. And if it is something that is being said to you over and over again, it's by people that you respect and love, that is a sign that that is something that you need to work on. And the only way that you are going to be able to work on the aspects of yourself that you don't like is to heal the sources of where those aspects come from. So one of my favorite practices practices to do this is when I make a mistake, I usually immediately feel it because I feel very guilty. I would like to think of myself as a pretty intuitive person and I would like to believe that I can see when I have crossed a boundary or said something that maybe has upset somebody else. And in the past, I would probably just discredit that person's feelings, say it's fine, like whatever, I'm going through this thing, like I can do whatever I want. But now my mindset on that has really shifted because I now hold this belief that no matter what you are going through, no matter what is going on, I do not think it is ever, ever, ever okay to hurt somebody's feelings. It depends on the person because like I said, everyone's worldview and perceptions are different and sometimes you're going to meet people that just are have a victim mindset and will take everything to heart and there really isn't much that we can do to control that. But there are times where our words and our actions affect people who we love and who we do not mean for it to affect them neg negatively. That is the time where we need to hold ourselves accountable. We need to apologize to that person if they deserve an apology, use discernment. Um, and we need to really sit with ourselves. Do not judge. Here's the other thing. These emotions will come up oftentimes um, or these unfavorable actions will come up sometimes and oftentimes our first instinct is to judge is to criticize is to tear ourselves down like oh my fucking god you stupid bitch how could you say that to you to whatever to so-and-so like they're one of your good friends how could you do that you're a terrible person you're a terrible friend you can see how that shame spiral just starts and it can go down and down and down until i have completely obliterated any self-esteem that i have left what i want you to do is if you find yourself in a position where an emotion is coming up for you, you have done something that you are not proud of or said something that you are not proud of, I want you to find the root of why you 
did that thing or why you are feeling this emotion. Think about the first time you ever felt the feeling that you are experiencing right now. Think about the circumstances that were surrounding you at that time. What may have caused you to behave this way? Most of the time, most of us are just doing the absolute best that we can all the time. So it is important to recognize that yes, this is an unfavorable way for me to act. This is not how I want my best self to behave. However, was I in a situation where I didn't know any better? Yes. Was I doing my best? Yes. If the answer to both of these questions are yes, you need to forgive yourself. You need to offer yourself grace and kindness like you would anybody else. Understand that you are a human being. We make mistakes. And as long as you own up to your mistakes and you apologize to the person who you are offending, I truly do not think that you are doing anything wrong. We are. We can only learn and grow from making mistakes. So say, thank you, universe, for showing me that this is a part of myself that I need to work on and get to fucking work. You can also look up some shadow work or inner child journaling prompts like on Pinterest. Maybe I will provide some down below. Um, if you want to get started and you're just not quite sure where to start, I find that just Pinterest is such a good resource that I keep coming back to. But the more inner child work and the more shadow work that you do, the more you will get to know yourself, the more you will understand why you behave the ways that you do, and the more that you will be able to take accountability for those actions, and the more you will be able to not repeat those actions in the future. So the second step to becoming a baddie is to treat yourself like your bestie. Treat yourself like somebody that you love. And if you are, for some reason, someone who maybe treats their friends like crap, treat yourself like royalty. This is a concept that I got from, I'm literally forgetting the YouTuber, but I will try to find her and put her down below. But she always says, treat yourself like royalty. And the best way that you will receive royal treatment back is by treating other people the same way and treating yourself that way. So you need to earn your respect. You cannot have, just like you do not have confidence in people who you don't respect, people who you can't rely on, if you cannot even rely on yourself, if you are someone who tells, you, tells yourself, I'm going to start this thing tomorrow, but you don't start it, you are actively losing your respect. You are actively showing yourself that you cannot rely on yourself. So what we need to start doing, girl, is set daily goals, things that are attainable so that you can start slowly but surely earning your respect. And these goals are going to be centered around, you know, whatever career situations you have, but really I want you to focus on self-care. So these goals could be drinking a certain amount of water every day, eating three meals a day, eating a vegetable or a fruit a day, whatever works out for you. This is very specific depending on what you're struggling with, but make them attainable. That is important. We want these goals to be mainly centered um, on nutrition and self-care, like I already said. So once I started my confidence journey, the first thing that I started to work on was my nutrition and exercise routine. And I absolutely do not think that you have to like be a gym bro and like a nutrition baddie or like a vegan or any of those things to be a healthy person. 
I think that it very much is dependent on who you are, obviously your ability. Um, but I think that we all owe it to ourselves to fuel our bodies in the best way possible and to move our pot, move our bodies as much as we possibly can, whether that is developing a workout routine, starting to do five minutes of yoga every day, even five minutes of sitting down and meditating or going for a walk. These are all baby steps that you can begin to start working on your physical health. If you're really serious about becoming very confident, um, one thing that I have found has helped me above all else is creating an exercise routine. And I create my exercise routine around my moon cycle. Again, I'll talk about this more in a future episode where we can really dive into cycle syncing. I would recommend downloading In The Flow, the app. I believe it's called In The Flow, or it might just be Flow. Um, that is the app by Elisa Vitti that comes alongside her book, not comes alongside, but is related to her book. And she has some little exercise regimes and grocery lists on there. If you want to get started tracking your cycle today, I very much recommend that you do that. When it comes to food and nutrition, it really is hard to give advice on this because it is so dependent on the individual that is listening to this. So I feel like I can't really give general information, but what I would just always recommend is to start becoming curious about food. Start picking up books about it. Start looking up recipes or maybe following nutritionists on Instagram and on TikTok. Um... The more that we expose ourselves to like learning about cooking and all of that kind of stuff, the more you are going to be inclined to actually do it. And I will tell you right now, I've never liked cooking, but now cooking is probably my number one most favorite activity. Turn it into a hobby for yourself. Like, honestly, like start planning your grocery trips, write out a grocery list, like take time finding food that you've always wanted to learn how to make, write the ingredients down and actually go and get those ingredients and cook cook for your friends. That's how I got into cooking, honestly, was by hosting dinner parties or like little game night parties. Um, Start learning how to bake. When you begin, it doesn't even necessarily have to be nutrition-based. I think that um, learning how to cook like some healthy recipes and some like dessert recipes or some comfort food recipes is very important. Everything in moderation and balancing the two is what is most important. It is not sustainable to like only eat fruits and vegetables. I'm sorry. I don't I don't care who you are. Um you need to eat some silly food every once in a while. I just think that like we're only here for so long. I love food. I have such a big sweet tooth and I will never sacrifice eating my sugar from time to time again. I just, because I know that I like to eat sugar, I try to balance my my diet on the other side of that um, as, much as, I off, as much as I possibly can. So once you've kind of established an exercising routine and a weekly meal routine, that is 
when we are going to really hone in on our morning rituals and evening rituals. And these are self-care hygiene rituals. I want you to develop a hair care routine, a nail care routine, a skin care routine, and a body care routine. I don't care who the fuck you are, how much money is in your bank account. Use whatever you have and do the very best you can, but devote at least five minutes in the morning, at least five minutes at night. I would recommend an hour if that if you have that. Wake up a little bit earlier, go to bed a little bit later or go to bed a little bit earlier. Do whatever you can to get as much time as you possibly can and devote that time to yourself. Um, get those products that you keep seeing that you really want to try out, experiment, find out what serums or whatever work for your skin type, find out what works for your hair type. Um, find out lotions and scents that you really like. I find that by making sure that I'm clean, that I am put together, that I am very well cared for, it has really made a very large difference in my confidence. If you saw how much time I spend on making myself look like this, you would be in shock. I think a lot of people, and we could talk about this later, um, are constantly discussing like pretty privilege and yes, this is true. There are people who just adhere to the beauty to the beauty standards and they're automatically like get put on a pedestal because of that. I hold it to be true that every person can be hot. Every single person has the potential to be sexy. Hotness is a mindset that is cultivated through self-respect, through showing yourself that you are sexy. Have you ever seen a man who like isn't that cute and then fast forward two years later, he like finds a good cologne and like good deodorant, ditches the one shampoo bottle that he uses to wash his entire body and gets a nice haircut and all of a sudden he's like super fucking sexy. That glow up is available to all of you. So take the time to find out what your personal style is. Get clothes that are flattering for you. Accessorize, experiment with different aesthetics. Find out what makes you feel the most confident. Experiment with your makeup. Look up makeup tutorials for your specific face shape. Look up hair care tutorials for your specific hair type. Another tip that I have is just make sure that all of your clothes and accessories and physical items are well taken care of, are things that you care about. It was a lesson that I learned very recently. I think a lot of us in college, because we don't have any money, will it's very easy to just go on Shein or, or one of the cheap websites and get a cheap tank top that will be destroyed in a year rather than going and buying like a $25 tank top that will last you years and years. But here's the thing. If you go and get the Shein tank top, that's going to rip in a year. You're going to have to end up buying another one. Eventually, you've gone through five of these and you've spent double the price that you would have spent if you just bought the nice tank top. So buy the nice things, invest in pieces that you know that you will wear very often. I like to not purchase something until I've thought about it for at least a week and I am 100% certain it is something that I will use very often so that... Yes, I'm spending a generous amount of money on my specific pieces, but I have less of them. So in the long run, I'm actually spending probably less money than the girlies that are Shan girlies are spending, if that makes sense. I hope that that makes sense. 
Another thing that I want you to do is donate, sell, get rid of anything that is broken, that has holes in it, that you just simply don't like anymore, that doesn't make you feel beautiful. Get rid of it because I've noticed, and like somebody told me this a long time ago, that wearing like a matching set of lingerie and like wearing matching socks is like very important. And I was like, "Mm, that feels like really shallow and I didn't really understand it but I went ahead and I tossed away all of my like gross underwear and all of my gross socks and I wasn't left with much but I started wearing actual cute undies under my outfits every day my socks were always matching there weren't any holes in them and I am not kidding when I tell you even if I was wearing undies under like an ugly pajama set my confidence just went through the roof knowing that like I look good and put together even underneath my clothes I can't explain to you exactly why but it just helps so once you've developed self-care routines exercise routines nutrition routines um, morning and nighttime rituals uh, as personal style gotten rid of all that old shit that we don't like anymore that our past versions of ourselves liked now you're ready to actually start embodying this new confident version of yourself and I'm going to tell you how to do that the first thing do not say yes when you want to say no never ever ever say yes if you want to say no if the answer is no it is no I cannot stress that enough I know a lot of you are probably people pleasers if you're listening to this episode and people pleasing is a sign that you have low self-esteem so here's the thing girl even if you absolutely don't have high self-esteem we are going to start acting like it you're dressing like it you're eating like it and you are doing your skincare like it so you better start acting like it and the first way that you're going to act like it is by learning how to set boundaries learning how to stand up for yourself and learning how to say no this is where i will recommend the book set boundaries find peace that book could say way more about boundaries than i ever could in an episode I just want you to always have it in your brain that your needs are number one. No one else. Your needs come first. When your needs are met, then you can help other people. If you are constantly helping everyone else around you, you will not have any energy to help yourself. And of course, you will be sad and miserable and not like yourself. So help yourself first, like in the airlines, when the things come down, I don't fucking know, the oxygen mask. Put on your oxygen mask first before you put on other people's oxygen mask, okay? My next piece of advice, and this is kind of silly, but listen to and like dance to like sexy music. Like put on Kelly Uches, put on Beyonce, put on who else is a good example? SZA, um, who else makes me feel beautiful? Nicki Minaj, like put on these types of like girl power, like sexual, like feminine like you know the kind of oh lana del rey is a good one too put that shit on and girl sway your hips shake your bum i don't fucking know if i don't know dance move names you get the point dance in your room put on that music dance in your room put on that music dance in your shower put on that music when you're doing your skincare everything that you are consuming on a daily basis has an effect on you i'm talking music Uh, the videos you watch on your phone, your fucking TV shows, everything. So when you're listening to music that is like empowering, like Kali Uchis is just my favorite artist to reference for this because all of her music is like very much divine feminine energy. Like I'm not kidding. The things that happen to my hips when a Kali Uchis song is on, 
I am not responsible for that. But yeah, dancing is just a very crucial healing practice. Honestly, you can, um, trauma is stored in your hips. So by moving your hips, you get rid of some of that trauma. And I've been able to release a lot of trauma and gain a lot of confidence by having like a little dance session to myself before, especially before I'm about to go out or do something that I'm nervous to do. I find having a little dance party before just like for some reason really makes me a lot more confident. <laughs> I'm not someone who is comfortable dancing in person. I'm still learning um, in person, meaning like in front of people. I'm still learning how to do that. But by, you know, giving myself the like little dance parties in my room, little dance parties with my friends, I'm slowly but surely getting there. And it's really been healing my relationship with like not being afraid of being seen in public. So the next piece of advice I have for you is absolutely do not tolerate any relationships that you wouldn't tolerate your best friend being in romantic and platonic. If you have any shitty friends, if you have a shitty boyfriend, no, bye, they're done. Because here's the thing, you could be here, they're gonna be here. If you have shitty people in your lives and you're recognizing that they are shitty, I'm not saying that you're above them, but you are like vibrating at a different frequency than them. Does that make sense? And you will unfortunately be pulled down to their frequency if you continue to hang around them. Maybe you'll be able to pull them up to you, but most of the time they're going to drag you down. Misery loves company. Miserable people, miserable people don't want to be alone. Do not be around miserable people. If you think that they are miserable, if they are bad energies, if you feel in any way uncomfortable around the people who you're spending time with, stop spending time with them. I don't care if they're your family members or if you've been friends with them for years and years and years. The narrative where we are forcing ourselves to be in uncomfortable situations so other people can feel comfortable, that's done. And that's painful because if you are someone with people pleasing tendencies miserable people feed off of those people and the moment that you stop allowing those people to feed off of you they're gonna get pissed at you you're gonna get some backlash it fucking sucks but it is so much more worth it to experience that discomfort to like have that friendship breakup or that romantic breakup to be sad for a month than to stay in that relationship for years and years and years and wasting time where you could have been fucking building businesses or I don't know whatever you want to do but you get the point we're cutting toxic people out of our lives just like we are cleaning out our closet we are cleaning out our social groups girl the last bit of advice I have for you is to always be yourself this is like cliche I understand but I'm not kidding be yourself. If you don't know who you are, go back to step one. We're doing our shadow work. We're doing our inner child work. Um, we are embodying all these things at once. I am constantly holding space for that little annoying theater kid that lives within me. I'm also holding space for the awkward teenager who doesn't want to talk sometimes and is very socially anxious. I am also holding space for the girly that went through a lot of bullshit in our life and was able to overcome it. I am holding space for all of these things to be true at once. I am also holding space for my own confidence and for my own self-love. And that is what I want to be true for you. So once you are able to own all of these things at once, once you really know who you are, do not let anybody else take that away from you. Be yourself at all times that you possibly can. I mean, obviously, sometimes you're gonna be going to work and you need to put on a little bit of a facade, I get it. But you know what I mean, like in social situations especially, um, 
just be yourself. You may repel some people, um, but if you're repelling people by being your true self, it is like almost a bit of like a lie detector test. Like you're detecting anyone who isn't meant to be in your life and you are allowing people who will truly love you for your authentic self to be able to find you by being authentic. And I've also just noticed that by being myself, I have really gained a sense of confidence from it and I've never regretted it because even if I do repel people or piss people off or being myself has ended um, some of my relationships, I know that I was only being myself and that way I can't feel guilty. I can't be like, oh, what could I have done differently? Because at the end of the day, I am not willing to change myself anymore for anybody. And if they do not want to be around me, that's completely fine. There are so many people on this earth and I know that I will find the people who are meant to be in my life. And so will you babes. Like Taylor Swift says, a friend to all is a friend to none. So the third step, the third official step in this whole confidence process is what I like to call the golden rule. And this is going back to the princess treatment, the royal treatment. We are royalty babes you are a princess if you didn't already know it start acting like it um you need to view yourself as this person and this will kind of come naturally once you start putting effort into your appearance and your hygiene Uh, but once you kind of develop this sense of confidence you need to start instilling that confidence in other people and what i mean by this is you are going to give everyone princess treatment literally the golden rule however you want to be treated treat other people that way for me I like to be listened to I like when people are polite to me I like when they acknowledge my existence I like compliments so I do my very best to give all of those things out to other people because whatever you put out in the universe is going to come back to you so these are some of the ways in which you can give other people princess treatment so you can get it back. Um, The first thing that I want you to do is work on your listening skills. Now, I am someone with ADHD, so I have a hard time listening and even like I have to work on it every day um, and I will cut people off all the time. It's a terrible habit. I sometimes won't even be listening and I'll just be thinking about what I want to say, but I've recently started working on stopping that, on catching myself before I interrupt people, catching myself when I am thinking of my own story to tell. Instead, I have just been devoting all of my energy to truly listening to someone when I'm having a conversation with them. What I mean by this is you are listening to the words that they're saying so much so that you are able to repeat back to them what they just said. So... Everyone just wants to be listened to. Everyone just wants to be validated. If you are able to validate other people, they will in turn validate you or at least view you as a probably very nice person, which will in turn give you more confidence. So something that you can just start doing right now, even if you're not a good listener, is really try the next time that you talk to someone, really try to not think about anything and just think about what they're saying. Pick out one or two things that that person said and repeat it back to them. What this does is it shows that person that you're listening to them. So the next step after acknowledging and repeating back to someone what they just said, so you 
ensure that they know that you are listening to them is to respond to them with a question always this is a trick that i use in almost all social situations as someone who is chronically socially anxious i used to not be able to ever carry conversations until i just started asking people questions i'm sure you run into this all the time most of the people i talk to don't ask me any questions back but i find that it's kind of easy to just keep the conversation going and when it's time for that conversation to end i know this is also something that i struggle with i will you know pretend to have a phone call sometimes or i will just say like i don't want to waste any more of your time like i'm gonna go or you make up an excuse like i'm so sorry but like i do have to run to class like i'm so sorry i do have to call my mom but if you are someone who is very socially anxious and has trouble ending conversations totally okay i think to use an out to politely get out of that conversation another thing that i like to do when it comes to listening and this especially applies to when people come to you in crisis mode um, if people are coming to you looking for advice i first think that it's important when someone's venting to you about something stressful to listen um really really listen let them talk don't interrupt them and when they finish talking i always like to ask people if they want advice or if they just want support and a way to get this answer is just by simply asking them how can i support you right now that way you're not saying well what do you want do you want advice what do you want you're asking them what way you can support them so they then have the option to say oh no i just wanted to vent like thank you for listening to me or they can say actually yes please i need your advice on this and then you can respond accordingly this again just really helps with your confidence and conversational skills overall so the next piece of advice um, that I would give in making sure that you are giving people the royal treatment so that you get it back is to develop manners. Always make sure that you're acknowledging people. Try to make eye contact. I know it's hard. I know it's uncomfortable, but I find that the people who I deem to be the most confident are the most polite and the most kind. So smile at people. Say hi. Ask the store clerk how they're doing. You would be shocked how like not often people actually acknowledge other people and i don't know why that is it is one of my biggest pet peeves but we can slowly break this by just being kind and simply acknowledging people's existence another way i like to practice this is by giving people compliments and all confident people that i know are able to celebrate other people's beauty they know that other people's beauty is not a sign that they don't have their own because again beauty is very individual and you absolutely cannot compare your own to other people's so i will never hold a compliment in if i think something nice about somebody else i will tell them and this will usually get you compliments back what you put out into the universe will come back to you if you're someone who really struggles with compliments i have a few prompts for you because i really struggle to receive compliments um so some of the things that i say is if someone compliments me you can just say thank you and give them a compliment back you could say i put a lot of effort into this thank you so much for recognizing that you are so kind you made my day and by 
giving compliments and accepting compliments, you're showing people that you are kind, that you are secure. Insecure people are not going to give other people compliments because if you can't compliment yourself, it's really hard to compliment other people. Fourth and final step to being confident is fake it till you make it. This is based on that Rihanna quote where she's being interviewed on the red carpet and someone says, what do you do when you don't feel beautiful and confident? And she just says, I fake it. This is very true and like the key to confidence because if you fake it every single day, eventually it will become true for you. So these are some of the ways that I started faking my confidence. I developed my own personal sense of style. I had been exercising. I've been feeling pretty good about myself. And what I started doing was walking into every single room like I owned that room. If you walk into a room and your posture is kind of like this, and you're kind of like looking down at your phone, people read your body language and they can tell immediately that you're insecure and you don't want to put that target on your back. What we want to do is fix our posture. So whether that's through yoga or looking up some posture videos, whatever you need to do, walk with your back up eyes forward. You don't need to like make eye contact, but be comfortable with like looking around at your surroundings. Don't be afraid if you make eye contact with people. And what this does is you're showing everyone that you are confident in being seen. And this just really affects the way that people treat you. I have gotten so many compliments on the way that I hold myself and the way that I speak with people and like my yeah, literally just the way that I hold myself in public situations. And that has really helped my confidence a lot. So I promise you that if you start walking into a room, just acting like you belong there, you will in turn start developing that confidence from within. Another thing that I recommend is do not match people's energy. I absolutely do not match people's energy, especially if they are coming at me in an aggressive tone or in any kind of negative tonality. I do not respond well to that. I used to just start crying. But what I do now is, especially if somebody is coming towards me with a criticism or if their intention is to ruffle my feathers, I will ask them why they did that. If they said something to me that wasn't very kind, I often ask people to repeat themselves. This forces that person to literally repeat what they said, um, have to think twice about what they said, and then I'll ask them what they meant by what they said. And this stumps people a lot of the times. Um, Unfortunately, there are just people in this world that like to tear confident people down. So the more confident you appear, I've noticed that the more kind of weird, snarky comments that I receive, and instead of responding to those comments with anger, by responding with questions or kind of like laughing it off, just being like, what do you, what's your intention with that? Like, what do you mean by that? It oftentimes shut people, it always shuts people down. The last final piece of advice I have for you, if you especially are an anxious girly, dress however you wanna dress. We already covered that. But when you do go out into public, I always have headphones and sunglasses. I can't tell you why. It just gives me like this superstar kind of energy. And I don't know. I like to listen to my, again, our hot girl, confident girl music. And I just pretend that I am on a runway. When I'm walking down the school's hallways, I am 
imagining that I am on a runway and it's just fun. We, we need to be delusional. In order to be confident, you need to be delusional, bestie. And I believe that you can do that because I did it. And if I can do it, you certainly can do it. So I think that that's it. We're at the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you've made it till the end, I really, really appreciate your time. I hope that this was helpful to you. If you would like to subscribe to my YouTube channel, leave me a rating, leave me a like or a comment. Any of those things are very helpful. If you'd like to follow my social media, I will have that link down below. Always, I am open to suggestions. I mostly respond to DMs on my podcast Instagram. Again, that will be down below if you want to send me some recommendations or if you just want to chat. I love chatting with my girlies and I will always be a safe space for you. And I love you so much. Again, thank you for tuning in. I hope to see you in the next one and I hope that you have a good day. Bye.